Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Well, there you are. Good morning. 10 o'clock on the dot, girls and boys. <laughs> so um, fantastic to see you again. Amen. So um, are you well? Praise the Lord. Have you got your coffee? I know I ask the same questions every week, don't I? All right. Just going to get settled and um, give you girls a couple of moments to get on and you're coming on really hard and fast, which is so exciting. So cheers. Cheers to Thursday. Cheers to like Sisterhood United. No, it's not Sisterhood United. Well, it is Sisterhood United, actually. It's Sisterhood IGTV style United. Cheers to you. Week <laughs> nine. Okay, are any of you counting? Because if you're not counting, I will do the counting for you, all right? So, um, fantastic, I love that. It's already a good 600 of you and growing and it's great to see Angela and Alita and April and Carolee Fielding. And on that note, Carolee Fielding, beloved Carolee, I love you. So, did any of you get to see early this morning? <coughs> actually, it was actually at 12.30 last night, almost 1 a.m., I posted Ella. So little baby Ella, who if you recall a few weeks ago, sent us a little shout out. She has since learnt to say the word sisterhood. So I'm just dribbling on here while you guys get on board. But um, she has learned to say sisterhood. So apparently last night, Carolee was um, trying to get her to take a little video for Nana in um, Canada, I hope or I imagine, or I don't know. And um, She's like, okay, but what about Auntie Bobby and what about the sisterhood? So she did a little recording for us. And then I said, um, if she's saying her prayers, if she hasn't already gone to bed, because Carolee sent it to me, um, I said, get her to um, pray if she can, if she will. So she was praying for all her little besties. So she's super adorable. You know that, don't you? Amen. Carolee and Ben, you, are, you just make really beautiful babies. So you should really make some more. There you go. I'm prophesying that into you. <laughs> and if anyone agrees, say amen. She's like, no. What did you just say? You just said something to me back then. I can't remember. Oh, she's sending me love hearts. Yeah, well, it'll work. Fantastic. And my Lucille is there from California. <clears throat> and I know that a bunch of um, our locations across the United States, because the time works, um, have been posting that we're doing this. So it's kind of really nice that we get to connect with one another. Amen. Amen in Jesus' name. Who knew? Fantastic. You feeling settled? Can I read the word of God to you this morning? I've got a great morning planned and um, I'm sure that there's going to be some beautiful surprises and, um, and it's fantastic. All right. All right. Can I read the word of God to you this morning? Straight up. Straight up. Let's do this. I see Jess Bogard from Dallas there and ah, Jane Evans. Nice to see you, darling girl. Amen. We miss your face. Fantastic. All right. Last night I felt, I felt Psalm 15. So just let me read a couple of pieces from it because it's really good to put the word of God into these mornings. These are our sisterhood mornings. These 
these are um, all our locations around Australia. We would normally be gathering and I don't know whether it's 13 or 18 or more locations, I always forget, up into Indonesia, Bali, all across the country, Tasmania, all across, and then of course, um, lots of friends. <clears throat> but I love what it says here in, um, in Psalm 50. My eyes are a bit dodgy at the moment for some reason. But um, the title of the psalm is, is God Has Spoken. It says, God has spoken, and it's a poetic song of Asaph, the gatherer. Isn't that lovely? I just saw that like two minutes ago, the gatherer. And so here the word of God says to us this morning, girls, the God of God, the mighty Lord himself has spoken. He has spoken. He shouts over all the people of the earth in every brilliant sunrise and every beautiful sunset saying, listen to me, listen to me. It goes on, it says in verse two, God's glory light shines out of the Zion realm with the radiance of perfect beauty. God's glory light, his goodness light, shines out of the Zion realm, the Zion realm, with the radiance of perfect beauty. <clears throat> it goes and it says, listen to me, O my people, listen well. Don't just listen, but listen well, for I am your God. And then of course the chapter actually talks about the wicked as well, but we'll just leave them for the moment. And then it says, the Lord says, bring me your true and sincere thanks and show your gratitude by keeping your promises to me the most high. Listen to this, honor me, honor me by trusting me in your day of trouble. Isn't that lovely? Honor him, honor me, says the Lord. Honor me by trusting in me in your day of trouble. Cry aloud to me and I will be there to rescue you. And then we'll skip over to the back end and it says, the life that pleases me is a life lived in the gratitude of grace, always choosing to walk with me in what is right. This is the sacrifice that I desire from you. And if you do this, you're listening, my darling girls. If you do this, more of my salvation will unfold to you. More of my salvation will unfold to you. So I love the word of God this morning. Amen. The word of God. We cannot get enough of it in Jesus' name. So let me just pray for you all. Hallelujah. Father God, I thank you yet again that we get together on this Thursday morning and in this context. And Father God, we commit this planet to you and all that is taking place. And we commit our hearts and our lives and our families and our households to you. And Lord Jesus, we ask that you have your divine way. And Lord, this morning, in the simplicity of what is prepared and the girls that are gonna come in and share, Lord, I pray that you will do something astounding, that you will drop gold from heaven, Father, in your name. So watch over us, amen. Amen, fantastic. All right, are you well? Let me see you again. Ah! Marie Jiang has popped in for a, for a moment. That's lovely, Marie. I love you and Paulie. And you guys have got lots of actual, um, I think you're in stage three, um, unrestriction or whatever you call that. So just can I just give you one tiny bit of housekeeping? And if you're listening in from somewhere else or not from Hillsong, just bear with us for one moment, okay? Because this is our Thursday, um, our, our get together. But just a tiny bit of housekeeping, girls, it is our heart for the house season that we're entering into already May, mid-May, entering into this amazing season. And you know, on Tuesday evening, we had our uh, Kingdom Builders get together. Again, it was online. It was fantastic, exciting to see um, new rooms, one house, many rooms, new rooms taking shape around the country, up on the, um, on the Gold Coast, <clears throat> down in Tasmania, amen, with the Medwins, um, Macquarie, with Tom and Angela, amazing new rooms taking shape, amen. Um, 
And I, I just want to encourage us to really approach the season prayerfully. And it's our responsibility to do that. And so, you know, across all um, our platforms and everything that constitutes this beautiful church that we're a part of we just want to give due diligence to that and so i know girls you're either on your own or you've got you're part of a family but let's approach this season prayerfully it's often a season of um, spiritual warfare because you know the enemy really doesn't like um the plans of god and i wrote down here in that context if we approach this prayerfully together i write this down you know the enemy might have a plan and a hope for the season, which would be to isolate, to um, disturb, to destroy. But everyone say but, okay? Type but in there. Amen. B-U-T, not B-U-T-T. Okay. But if we, by the grace of God, we, the body of Christ, we who pay a part in this, if we keep our focus on the plan and the hope, okay? So the enemy might have a plan and a hope for the season to destroy. But if we keep our eyes on the plan, capital P, and if we keep our eyes on the hope, Jesus Christ, the hope of humanity, then you know what? His plans are going to be thwarted. They're going to be thwarted in Jesus' name. And so we're in this beautiful season in Australia of taking care of the rooms that are part of here. Keep in mind that Australia really, Sydney is it's like the heartbeat, it's like the end room, it's the heart of every house, one house, many rooms. Okay, every house um, has a lounge room, a family room, a kitchen, it's where everyone gathers and then there's all the different rooms. So that's a beautiful picture God gave me of our church. Amen. One house, many rooms. But you know what? There is a heartbeat of um, our church and that house. And so be praying for us and all you overseasers. Overseasers, <laughs> overseas people, um, friends, just let's not remember, let's not forget to do that in Jesus' name, amen, because there's Australia take, to take care of, and that's what I was going to say. We've got a lot of partners that we um, partner with around the world, humanitarian efforts, Vision Rescue, um, you know, Hillsong Africa Foundation, A21, and in this season, we need to actually be so strong for them so that they can continue their work. Amen. So that was just the housekeeping. Amen. Everyone say housekeeping. We need housekeeping in a big, beautiful house. Amen. Oh, my sister Karen is there. I love that. Cass Langton. Beautiful. She's talking to people. And I don't mind if you actually talk to people, right? Because like I said last week or the week before, we actually are women and we can multitask. We can absorb the encouragement and the word and we can actually have a little bit of a chat online and um and love on one another amen all right i prayed didn't i did i pray i did that last week hallelujah in jesus name if i didn't oh gosh praise god hallelujah all right a couple of highlights this morning i had a wee highlight i got to actually link in live with the college students so the college sisterhood and what the heck i don't even know that they had that I mean, I know that they have a sisterhood, but I didn't know they had like a, an Instagram and all that. So I got to um, chat with um, Amy and Lani, and that was kind of fun for a few moments. And so God bless all our students and everyone involved there. Okay, I've got two quick highlights, and then I want to just get straight to what I'm doing with the girls. <clears throat> two highlights, all right. I don't know if it's a wise thing to do movie recommendations, <laughs> but you know, I do love movies. I love the story. I love cinematography. I love, I love the storytellers and the script writers. So praise God for them. But this week I watched a movie and I did post about it, but it's called The Hidden Life. The Hidden Life. And it's probably not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but honestly, I found it stunning. 
it was it was kind of haunting it was poignant it was um visually spectacular so what really captured me initially was how beautifully shot it was stunning and um and slow kind of slow but i mean i nearly bailed out because i thought this is actually really slow but the slow part of it is actually what became so powerful in it and so it's set um, in Austria um, in World War II. And really it is a faith movie. It's a story of faith. I, I think it's based on a true story. It's a story of faith and conviction um, when faced with a very antichrist spirit and regime. And so if you've got the stomach for it and you want to be moved, um, I think it will I think it will move you in, the, in, in a fantastic way, all right? And if you don't like it, never mind. But there were some amazing quotes in there. Hey, that's right, the power is in the slow. Someone is right in there saying, oh, they love this. They love that movie. Ah, praise the Lord. Hey, but there were some amazing, like, just statements of gold in there. And I, I did put them on my Instagram. But, like, it says, like, at one point, um, someone said, like, darkness isn't darkness to those who are in the light. How profound is that? Darkness isn't darkness to those who are in the light. Mm. So sometimes when we feel the night season creep in, when we're surrounded, when we feel even darkness, spiritual darkness pressing, <gasps> okay, it's not darkness to those who are in the light of Christ. Amen. So never forget that. Um, another statement, better, better to endure injustice than give it out. Which again was extremely powerful. Because, you know, here in Sisterhood, we have a message. There's a, a strong a, a strong core message <clears throat> is humanitarian. And it's to stand with and alongside those who are fighting injustice on the earth. And um, it was actually very powerful. And then uh, the, 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 the woman, the wife in the, in the story at one point, you know, just agonizing over conviction. And she said... You know what? He has never, he got, he has never not answered our prayers. Whilst we are faithful, he is faithful. Yeah, so anyway, I got a lot out of that movie in Jesus' name. And then the other highlight, just to change direction altogether, was um, I'm going to give you a Mavis. Everyone say Mavis, a Mavis um, update. So a few weeks back, I um, got to meet this beautiful little old 88-year-old woman. And I'd never met her before. And um, as I, I mentioned to you, she <clears throat> she had this whole, it was actually the salon, to be honest, the hair salon, because they're open in Australia. Thank God, praise God. Anyway, that aside, um, she'd never been in there before. There was only a couple of us, but she just, um, she just had the whole place captivated. And she said, you know what? At this age, I'm not afraid to, um, to die and go home and be with Jesus, which was kind of profound in that environment. And um, we asked her, if you recall, what the secret of her youthfulness is, was. <clears throat> and she said it was walking, a healthy, positive mindset, and a healthy marriage. And she'd been married for a very long time at that point and widowed. Um, but anyway, what I didn't kind of tell you was that I kind of blessed her. I just did a little secret blessing thing to her. And um, yesterday, um, I was recipient of a gift. <laughs> I got this card from her, this beautiful card, all right, and these, okay, do you love them? I know, they're like crocheted coat hangers, and it is exactly what a woman who is 88 years of age would do, and she's made them, she's knitted them, and they're just like delicious, amen, so I am treasuring these, but here's the card, 
<coughs> she says, um, <coughs> hang on. Everyone clear your throat. <coughs> oh, my Lord. Nothing changes. Hallelujah. Mm. She says, dear pastor, I was totally overwhelmed with your kindness and generosity, which is so sweet. Please accept this small gift with, um, with dearest thanks and many blessings. God bless you, Mavis. And this is what I want to read to you, all right? There's a prayer in here, and it says, oh, gosh, where's my eyes? It goes, um, I said a prayer for you today, and I, I said a prayer for you today, and I know God must have heard. I felt the answer in my heart, although he spoke no word. I didn't ask for wealth or fame. I knew you wouldn't mind. I asked him to send treasures of a far more lasting kind. I asked that he'd be near you at the start of each new day to grant you health and blessings and friends to share your way. I asked for happiness for you in all things great and small, but it was for his loving care that I prayed most of all. Isn't that lovely? Beautiful. And so you know what? That brings me to one thought that I want to bring today. And um, my goal is for us to be really diligent with time. But that aside, um, I, my one thought and my, the thing that I'm feeling is um, just to chat for a little bit on prayer. Actually, everyone say prayer. And um, I'm asking you not to switch off right now. So if you've just hooked in, maybe from somewhere else, I'm going to ask you not to switch off because I sense that today is going to be strategic for many. And um, I just sense that in my spirit. And listen, sometimes, sometimes the gold and the gem of wisdom for our lives comes when we least expect it. It comes when we least expect it. It comes when we linger or when we stay or when we turn up or when we just open our ears. What did I read to you from the Psalms here? Listen to me. And so you're not listening to me. We're listening to the word of God um, within our voices. Amen. And Psalm, in that Psalm 50, it said, God's, it said, God's glory light shines out of the Zion realm. The Zion realm. Now, that's the Passion Translation. And, you know, Zion is a beautiful word. And girls, we have camped around that word for many, many years. Um, I saw a definition of Zion in the Amplified many years ago, saying that Zion is a place where absolute peace and justice prevail. That Zion, Zion, not just a geographical location place on the world, but Zion in our heart, God ruling and reigning in our heart, it is a place where absolute peace and justice prevail. And so we're going to chat in a second to both Keddy Sang Sangways, Keddy and Margaret Stunt. And um, the, the reason I'm saying this is because these women um, have found gold in that Zion realm. They have found gold in the presence of God. They have found gold as they have, as they have dug deep. Gold as in um, wisdom and life and truth and revelation. And so it's out of that Zion realm that these stories and some of what we're going to draw out of them today, um, that's where it's found. But before we get there, I just want to ask you one tiny question, if I may. All right, you up for a question? All right, girls. Are you up for a question? Praise the Lord. All right. If someone stopped you in the street, here's the question. If someone stopped you in the street and said, what three things do you believe to be true of prayer? What would you say? They stop you in the street and they said, hey, what three things 
do you know to be true of prayer? What would you say? So, okay, off the top of your head. I mean, you don't need to type them down, but I just want you to take to, to process this. So just off the top of your head. So not some, you know, um, fancy premeditated, like the, theological answer, or those are, those are very good. But what would you say from your personal experience if someone just stopped you and said, hey, hey, okay, you're, I, like I, know, I know that you have faith. You know, what, what would you say to be true of prayer? And, um, and so I asked myself that question quite abruptly late last night. And I think, honestly, I tried not to think of all the right answers, like the, the correct godly answers, because it's like everything. We talked about hospitality. We've talked about different things over the week, the past few weeks. And to be honest, like books have been written about these things and books have been written about prayer. But um, I, would say, I would say firstly that prayer, if someone asked me, I said prayer has never failed me. It has never failed me. In other words, it actually works. I would say that um, prayer is... Um, the learned response of looking heavenward first. Of looking heavenward first. In other words, um, it's not your last resort, it's your first resort. When something happens, something abrupt, when whatever, like it's a learned, what is prayer? It's a learned response. Yeah, we could talk about the language of prayer and the, the structure and the architecture, all of these, but I'm just, I'm just bringing it, dumbing it right down. And I would say for me, it has been a learned response and it is a learned response to look heavenward first, to look up to God first. And then I would also say that prayer actually isn't snapping our fingers, although I do that all the time to you guys. Um, it's not snapping our fingers at God, you know, like God, like in Jesus' name, move, move. It's not that. I think it is rather a learning to sit with humility and um, invite conversation with God or respond to the invitation of conversation with him. I actually think that's what I would say if, <coughs> sorry, if somebody, <laughs> if somebody asked me that question. All right, I am going to dial up Kerry. Amen. Beautiful Kerry up in Newcastle. So... I'm just going to have no issues with this today as I push this little button. Hopefully she's requested me. Here she comes, hopefully. Hello, Bobby. <laughs> good morning, sweet pea. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing really good, really good. Um, it's a bit cold here, a bit rainy in Newcastle, but um, beautiful word this morning. Thank you so much for your um, amazing words. I love you, darling girl. Thank you for doing this. Thank Thanks you. So Thank Have you got you. the kids all sorted? Yes, they're all sorted. One is at school, one is upstairs, and the other one, she's um, outside. So. Um, and what yeah. about your big, blonde, salty-haired one? The big one. I think ones. he's outside too somewhere. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I literally Maybe did. I, I literally, okay, I did this uh, college thing earlier this morning. And um, Brian wandered down in his dressing gown in the back view, made a coffee, then went and sat over there, put his feet up for a few minutes. I'm yeah. like, dude, awesome. <laughs> you're so distracting. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. They're funny. Amazing. He's getting ready to go to <laughs> So he's, he's on his way to work, so prop up. I did anyway. give him a warning. I said to them, leave me alone. 
for 10, 15 minutes. So they are gone. So yeah. Good awesome. job. All right, I yeah. do I do the same format every every week, but for, again, for people who don't know you, um, uh, and everyone does in our world, but um, Sweet Pea, um, your real name is Clementina. Clementina Viktorova Virchova. <laughs> used to be. <laughs> now yeah, right. it's Katie It is Katie Samwise now, because Senna couldn't pronounce it, so I had to change it. Yes, well, we love you, Clementina. And you thank are Bulgarian. You, you. Roberta, I'm Bulgarian. You're Yes, I always say Romanian, but um, you know, yeah, I don't. It's close. It's, it's very a, close. They're next to each other. Romanian, I know, but you always correct me. You're like, you're like Bobby. I am not Romanian. I am Bulgarian. Amen. I know. So I always do. <laughs> <laughs> again, for um, for everyone who, who perhaps doesn't know you, you're married to um Scott. Um, yeah. we call him Sanger. He's amazing. You together are our campus location pastors up in Newcastle. Yeah, you have <clears throat> three beautiful children. You have Jaya, you have Taj, and you have Aria. Tell us what ages they are again. Well, Jay is fourteen. She is um, taller than me. She's she got is. long legs, long legs like her dad, and she's got my face. Praise the Lord. Um, <laughs> Thing is awesome too. Um, Taji is twelve, uh, and Aria is what is she five now? She's, she's five. Yeah, five. She's our absolutely beautiful. Most spoiled child, and um, she needs Jesus. She needs to get saved, so we are praying for her. She's very spoiled. <laughs> She's gonna get saved. Amen. One day. And then, Amen. and then, as many would know, but some wouldn't know, um, you have two sons growing up in heaven right now, yeah. don't you? You have, um, yeah, you have Noah, and do. you have Zach. And yeah. so, can you do the math quickly? What ages would they be? Um, yeah. So, Jay's fourteen. So Noah would have been thirteen. And Zach would have been eight, eight years old. Wow, yes, eight. So time has gone quite quick. But they okay. are seven, they are babies, so yeah, pretty incredible. Wow. Wow, I they have five children. I did have five, five children and um, yeah. Yeah, and you're amazing. And I, I know with you, Kat, there's so many things that we could talk about. We could go in so many directions and, you know, those babies and where they are now, that's a whole story in itself. Um, and we, you know, we don't sadly have time to go all of there, but you can, you can do anything you can in a moment. But just, just, just to, to change direction for one second, um, I just want to ask you a question. Um, did you know that your husband Sanger was actually um, the face of color one year? <laughs> well, he does have very long legs, so it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> He does. So he was. It was like the second year he was on the brochure. He he hey, was he on the did have a very long hair. He, he had, had long, long hair. hair. Apparently, like super long, super blonde. I mean, um, praise God, I didn't meet him then because I probably would have been intimidated. I think his hair was better than mine. So uh, um, wow, he was. So I didn't he know was that awesome. He was awesome, but you see, I needed, I wanted to have a picture because I wanted the girls to know that the men were standing with us. And, and, that, and so I got, I got five guys to come and Sam came from the beach. And here's the really funny part is that I've told this story before, but um, he's, you know, he just came from the beach. He hadn't brushed his hair, hadn't done anything. I didn't, right. I mean, it was fine. And Deb Dion, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Deborah Dion, my friend back then who was helping, she was trying to brush his hair. Trying to like comb wow. his hair, and I'm like, no, wow. no, Jeff, you do not try to comb a young man's hair from the beach. So that was my memory. Right. And then also, I have, to tell this, 
I have to, yeah, honestly, Kat, uh, Kitty, if I hadn't tidied up my desk, you know, earlier in ISO, my, my five-year nemesis desk, I would have had that brochure up there, but I've sent it to the office. And then the other thing yeah, is I want to share with that. the girls. The other thing I want to share with the girls is my one of my fondest, latest memories of you, my darling, is um, in Kiev this time last year. It was the last night of the very last conference. It was like nine. We'd done nine conferences. You had done two. Uh, you'd done London with us. But it was yeah. the last night. And you, I, I promise you, guys, listen to me, friends out there. This, this woman who's adorable, she was preaching at 100 miles per hour. She was preaching in English, 100 miles per hour, preaching in English with a Bulgarian accent, mimicking another accent, and then <laughs> excitedly breaking into Russian every few minutes because she thought she could speak Russian. And all I can remember is Ola, the translator, dying. And all of your Aussie friends, Cass, like Katrina Henderson, <clears throat> Mon, the whole lot of us Aussies on the front row were like paralytic, like dying of laughter. You were, it was yeah. very funny. It's my yeah, favorite it memory. Oh, I love this. Yeah, that was a funny <laughs> story. I remember that one. I remember you should say something, say something hello. Say something hello in um, Bulgarian Russian. Bulgarian Russian, they're very similar. In Bulgarian, I would say, that means hello, how are you? Zdrastvite in Russian. Um, I actually was quite surprised that my Russian became quite good when I was in Kiev. And I think the second day I preached some of my message in Russian, <laughs> which was pretty epic. But, you, uh, did. Yeah. you did. You yeah, did. But like, I seriously, did. English, Bulgarian, um, for, another foreign accent thrown in there, then, then Russian. And like poor Ola was going in between. Anyway, all of that aside. <clears throat> and then the other thing, not to diminish this, but again, that's, this is another story. But, you know, you got to be with your dad two days after that. And it was quite miraculous that you got to be actually up with us in Kiev so you could actually go to, um, I'm sorry, Romania, to Bulgaria. Bulgaria. <laughs> sorry, with your dad who, got, who passed away. And so that was, that was a sobering part of that story, but a magnificent part of your story also. All right. Okay. I said it before, darling girl, so many directions that we could go in. Um, but last Sunday night you spoke about prayer. And you titled your message, um, Prayer is the Answer, if I recall. So I'm going to ask you just, again, to remind us a little bit of this season in your life, baby, and um, the challenge and the, and the revelation um, for you within the season, if you would. Is that all right? Yeah, no, that's good. Um, obviously, I'm not going to go through the whole message, but basically, this message was birthed out, out of a New Year's resolution that yeah. I had... Um, just the beginning of this year and um it was quite spontaneous it was not planned and i shared how we were sharing our new year's resolutions in our home and we do this every single year and for the first time i actually didn't have one prepared and i was so fascinated by everyone else's resolutions that so when my turn came i mm -hmm. got up and i said well my new year's resolution is to pray more and as i said <laughs> that i was quite shocked I'm like, why am i saying that you know often we say things we don't really think about but um and especially when you confess something public you have to commit to it you know oh, wow. apparently for the first two weeks of january that's how long a new year's resolution lasts but um you know i said that and then like why am i saying it you know i'm a pastor i'm married to a pastor i pray a lot i'm even part of an intercessor's chat so i pray every day for other people right. so um 
But then somehow those words, they got still so stuck in my spirit and I couldn't shake them off. And there's so many stories and things that happened that obviously I didn't have time and I don't have time now to share, but it was one thing after another thing that uh, began to happen. And January, we got so many crazy news that uh, we saw so many breakthroughs because of that re uh, revelation. We kept praying and praying and praying. And, and, um, and then I shared that March came and... Um, I was in a doctor's office and I was diagnosed just two days before color conference with a thyroid cancer. And um, you shared my dad's journey. Last year, during color one, um, I got the call that my dad was diagnosed with cancer and obviously he passed away two months later. And I yeah. remember sitting in color and trying to absorb the news, but I kept hearing, keep praying, you know, keep praying. And um, I mean, color was incredible, but you know, I think this revelation was what sustained me. You said, no. um, you know what, what are the three things you would say? Well, I would say that I believe that prayer for me is definitely that connects me to God. It directs me and protects me. And I felt like those words were the words that, you know, keep praying will completely connect me to God. You know, as soon as I would begin to pray and, you know, my words will be completely redirected towards yeah, wow. him rather than the diagnosis. Yeah. And then... Immediately, I feel God's protection that's supernatural over my life. And um, one thing is people said to me, well, why didn't you tell us? Because I didn't tell yeah. basically I no didn't. one. You know, Bobby, it's yeah. only a few people you guys knew. Yeah. Well, yeah. the reason I didn't tell people is, to be honest, I didn't want to give the enemy opportunity. And I made sure that people would pray for me. And I know that there's such a huge power in prayer. And I shared with a prayer request in church. I'll raise them and the church will pray. And um, we'll put anonymous prayer requests everywhere. And the family will pray. And you guys will pray. But, um, and before the surgery, I got prayed by friends and anointed with a sanitizer in the hospital, which was powerful. But, um, you know, going back on prayer is the answer. You know, uh, that revelation um, really um, spoke to me. Because often we pray for an answer. And as Christians, we can get so disappointed and disconnected because our answer not necessarily takes place the way we expect it to take place. But reality is, no matter what <coughs> answer we receive, the Bible says that our prayer automatically connects us to God. You know, every single prayer that comes out of our mouth and lips, God hears. And, um, you, know, um, you know, sometimes it may feel like that God is... Um, distant, but th this doesn't mean that he's absent. You know, it, it, it may feel like God yeah. is silent, but it doesn't mean that he's done speaking in our lives. And um, I remember, you know what, I didn't want people to identify me by my condition, but I wanted to be identified by my conviction. And this yeah. moment of diagnosis, the reason I didn't share with a lot of people was because I had the revelation on prayer. I had the revelation of God's power. And I wanted not to give the opportunity, you know, this, uh, sorry, the devil, this opportunity to bring fear, bring, you know, um, you know, often, I mean, I, I've just walked uh, the journey with my dad of watching him pass away. And, and some people will say, well, his prayers didn't get answered, to which I completely disagree because that journey yeah. was quite miraculous itself. And some of you know the story of my dad. It completely transformed my life and gave me such a perspective on, on heaven like never before. And, and, you know, I don't know why things happen in life. The Bible says in this world we'll have trouble, but take heart because I yeah. have overcome this world. And um, interesting, I think about the scriptures that um, I often think about the scriptures that, um, you know, that, that word take heart take heart the greek word actually means be courageous 
yeah, you know, we, we grow. Uh, obviously, when we, uh, Zach passed, uh, sorry, Noah passed away, I was second born child. He, um, I was 25, I was quite young. You know, mm -hmm. I obviously went through the grief process, but I remember when it hit me the most was when Zach passed away. And um, I think because he was a second child and Zach lived for three months, you know, we got to know him um, and watch him grow. And it was quite unexpected, his passing. It was not what we expected um, for his life. So um, I remember, you know what, I, I thought oh, I've done it once, maybe I can do it again, which was very unrealistic and very stupid to say at that time. And, and a few months later, I really deteriorated. Um, I even went to a mental hospital. I, I think you remember. Uh, but I would say that this season was probably the most defining season of my life when I got a massive revelation. Or I remember, you know, I was in a mental hospital and God kept sending all these people that I kept helping, which was crazy. I needed help. But all these people would come yeah. and they knew that I was married to a pastor back then. I was not really in a pastor's position as such. I was a leader. But they would come and share their craziness. I'm like, man, this place is full of crazy people. And I'm one of them. You know, I was there. But it was pretty... Well, on, um, but it was quite defining for me seeing that. And then immediately after coming out of hospital, a few months later, I had a massive revelation from God. And, and this is when I had my breakthrough, even with the children. And it was a revelation on, on heaven. You know, we hear things like, you know, your babies are in yeah. heaven with Jesus. But as a mom, you want to nurture them. You want to be with them. You want to watch them grow. And, and I think for me, it was very difficult to give another child, you know, to actually let another child in a way go. But I remember I saw a vision of heaven. And it was kids everywhere. And I've shared this before. But then God said to me, what would heaven be without children? And yeah, wow. this is something that it really spoke to me. And all the kids were there. And then he said to me, don't worry about your babies because they are my babies. I am their eternal father. And, um, and then um, it, I really got it. That I, at that moment, I realized that I haven't lost children. And yeah. this is my probably biggest revelation. Uh, that yeah. I haven't lost my kids. You know, because when you lose something, you don't know what a thing is. But I yeah. know where my children are. So at that moment, I really got it. Seeing that vision, seeing my babies. And I really was able to entrust Jesus with my babies. You know, the, and then the Bible says, you know what? They may not come to us, but we will go to them. We will see yeah. them again. And, mm -hmm. and that anticipation of one day, you know, for all of us whose babies are in heaven, we have a, a bit of an extra inheritance, I say then, you know, we, we're going to see them. And, and another thing to say, for me, those uh, sons, my sons, um, they may have not had a big lives, but I call them my little evangelists because I've seen so many people's lives, you know, being completely changed and transformed by their little testimonies. And so many people have found Jesus. So, you know what? The Bible says that all things work for good. All things yeah. work for good for those who love him. And I believe, you know what, the, what the enemy has uh, intended for bad you know god always uses for good and going back to prayer you know what not everyone's got this revelation grief is real you have to take time to grieve and process but um you know one of my favorite verses at the moment going back to prayer is um you know um all things work for good and one thing that has come out of this verse is you know what if things are not good that means that god is not done working and God ah. is not done working, you not done praying. That is so good. And I think this is the basis of Christianity. You know what? We're not the one working. God is the one working, but we are the one praying and trusting him and believing, you know, that he can do yeah, miracles so and bring healing, bring restoration in our lives. 
That is so good, darling girl. That's right. If if you haven't got it, then he's not done. He's not done working. I love that. You know what, Kitty? I actually believe, and I'm 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 so grateful, sweetheart. And I know a lot of our girls are a little bit familiar with your story, but there's going to be people watching on today, and I know that um, what you're saying is is going to resonate freedom in them. It's going to um, resonate truth that will bring freedom. And I just want to encourage, Amen. you know, I see lots of our girls um, coming up on the, on the chat and I know there's different girls in our world and it hasn't been perfect. You've lost children, you've had a heartache, you've had situations happen, mm -hmm. yet you all stand so strong and that's testimony to Jesus. And sadly, that is the difference between those who sometimes, who, those who find themselves in faith and those who don't because you find an inner fortitude and you find a way through, and you find a promise and an answer. And um, so I just want to encourage, if there's anyone watching this and you know of someone, a friend, um, you know, I saw, one, I saw one person go up and I'm thinking she has a friend and they lost a child and they have not recovered. They have, they, to mm -hmm. my, to, in my mind, they're still, you know, grief takes time and there's all of these things. But I, I'm really hoping that what I'm trying to say is that girls will maybe flick this across, this conversation across to some of their friends and that, you know, really let's believe for the Holy Spirit to do something kind. Amen. You're Amen. a good girl. And I'm going to say this of you and Sanger, if I may, that, you know, we, you know, if we were to describe you on our team, we would say, oh, you know, you're such faith preachers. You preach faith and you actually do. But here's the deal, everyone, you know, to be a genuine faith preacher, not some airy-fairy crazy thing, but to be a genuine faith preacher, to incite and inspire faith, it comes with a cost. Mm. It actually comes with a cost. And so um, all the college students listening in, you know, it's sometimes you watch people and they speak with an anointing and you think, wow, that's because they've paid a price to find that truth in themselves and for others. Kitty, I love you. We're going to sign Bloody out and get Margaret in. And thank uh, you, you go take you care girls. of your babies. Thank you. Thank you, my darling girl. All right. I love you. you. Bye. Bye. Beautiful. Amen. All right. Stay with me, darling girls. I'm just going to get Maggie in because I know she's going to bring gold as well. Amen. Fantastic. Oh. So much, so much in that last conversation, eh? There she is. Everybody's favourite, Margaret. Oh, you've got your cup of tea. Me too. See the three sisters? I know. I love it. How are you, darling? I'm good. Thank you for an amazing morning. Thank you, Katie. You are above and beyond amazing. Above and beyond, right? Yeah. Okay. So, Margaret, um, just by way of introduction for those who don't know you, again, many do, you're all of like, you're 70 years young. What the heck is that? I know, crazy. <laughs> 70 years young, married to Fred for 51 years. You have one beautiful daughter, Jane. Um, you have four grandchildren who are all growing up now. You have three grandbabies, great grandbabies. Yeah. Um, I, I was chatting to you very late last night because I'm like, give me the time frame again. But um, you've been in Australia for 11 years. Yeah. And you were seven years um, as a college trainer at Hillsong College, much loved. And I know you're still very, very present. Your world looks a little bit different these days. You're, you're out. You, um, 
itinerate for want of a better word, but you are actually, you're available, you go and you speak faith and life and just you're a firebrand for Jesus. And I absolutely love that. And I say this all the time to, um, you know, you are every preacher's dream front row person because you're always upright, you're sitting up straight, you're present, you're saying amen, you're affirming, and I actually love that, amen. So thank you for, like, joining us today. And we've got, you know, we've got a few minutes, but we... I never know where these mornings are going to go. But, okay, can I ask, do you have, um, what's your favourite saying? Fashion. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> do you have any other favourite sayings? Yeah, I, I do. I have um, things like, the Bible is like good deodorant. It has to be applied. That's good. Did everybody put the deodorant on today? Yeah, because you can know it, but if you don't apply it, that's not helpful. There you go. Put it on. Work it yes. out. <laughs> so true. Not helpful, right? Um, yeah. I love that. Do you have another one? Yeah, and it keep your head up because if you bow, drop your head down, your crown falls off. And we well, walk through with a crown on our heads. That's true. Jesus is the lifter of our heads. Amen. I like that. I have to keep my head up because if I put it down, you can see all my thinning hair. Anyway, <laughs> it happens at 63, us young girls, you know. Yeah. Um, one of my fondest memories, and I say it often, is the first time I met you, I, we were in Scotland, correct? Yes. We were speaking at a women's conference and um, you had a giant cigarette as a prop. <laughs> what were you talking about? You're just telling your testimony. Yeah, just saying I used to smoke 60 cigarettes a day. <laughs> Okay, well, praise the Lord. Amen. So much cheaper not to have that habit, right? So much better for your health. Um, hey, uh, and then I have a, a, a memory, and this may be wrong, but I, I invited you down to colour, and you spoke yes. at colour. And did you have a message about with hats on? Yeah, I just, yeah, I talked about clothes yourself. Right. And because so, yeah, basically, I had jackets and hats, and it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of hats. And I feel like that year we took about 25,000 photos of you with hats on. So somewhere in the, somewhere in the archives, there are hats. Um, but listen, Maggie, darling, we'll just, we'll just be mindful of time. But we, you and I were chatting the other night on um, DM, direct message on Instagram. And we were just, um, really, we were just asking after one another. I was like, how are you? And guys first and blah, blah. And then you told me that uh, in the season you've actually lost three friends in the United Kingdom because you pastored a church, you pioneered and pastored a church in the United Kingdom for um, 20 years, okay? So you, you're English and that's where you come from. But in the season you'd actually lost three friends to COVID. So can you just share for a moment, because we're talking about um, prayer and we're talking, we've sort of inadvertently gone, touched on grief and like how coming through that, obviously big subjects. Just share a little bit um, about that and, and how that you have stood with those friends um, in this kind of horrific season for them. And it is horrid. I think we are very blessed in Australia. And I think when we're blessed, we can often forget. It doesn't seem so real. And then these sort of moments are so real. Um, yeah. You know, it's so... And one of my... I grew up with this family. They were my family my mum was her nanny um so I grew up with her um and so but the sad thing was that she had to go to the funeral alone because all her friends and her husband were sick and I felt so desperate I kept saying to her 
I would get on the plane. I just can't. That hopelessness that you can feel in that moment. But, you know, prayer crosses boundaries and time and reaches things we can't reach. And, you know, when you feel hopeless, prayer works. You know, and I cried with her. Um, I made sure that I did the whole process with her, like, when she went to, to see his his body when it was brought to where London to where she was. I, I talked to her after that. And not everybody does the social media thing. And I think we can forget that, especially yeah. my ex group. They're yeah. not all on social media. They're not all phone savvy. Um, yeah. And so that not being able to see someone, but crying with them nonetheless makes all the difference. And, you know, I think when we pray for people, it changes things. Um, yeah. And I don't make prayer a big deal. I just tell people I'm going to do it. Um, and just being not being afraid to cry with people. You know, the Bible says we, we mourn with those who mourn, we cry with those who cry. And I think when we do that, there's comfort for everybody. Mm. But you can feel a real like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, you must have, um, you, um, it must have been so reassuring for them to know that you were there you were actually there for them. And did you say that you like FaceTimed a bunch of them because they're not, they don't live in this kind of environment that we have where we can encourage one another. Yeah. Did you, you FaceTimed yeah. with them and just so did the like, seasons quite literally with them? Yeah. And just like, come on, we can do this and we are going to do this. And I think when, you know, Jesus is a face-to-face -face God. Yeah, right. We're face-to-face -face people. Yeah. Is that when people can catch your heart, not just to hear it, but catch yeah. it. And prayer does that. Before I spoke to any of them, I would pray, Lord, Lord, share your heart with me. I don't want just my words. And I pray that prayer every day. That's my daily prayer, Lord, share your heart with me today. Um, yeah. And I, I'm amazed what his heart is like. Did you or feel intrusive? It. Did you feel intrusive, like, going into some of their spaces like that when you were not there present, you know? Did it yeah, feel intrusive? Yeah, I can feel like that, but I've learned feelings are not facts. The fact is they're more important than what I feel. Right. And so and I'm like, well, don't let this come across like that. Go before me, prepare their hearts, help them to feel connected. Yeah. Do what only you can do. I can do my bit. Um, yeah. And I always gave them a verse. Yeah, a verse. Yeah, they're not in our world. The Bible works. Yeah. That they could go back to when I've gone. So I, I guess I'm saying that because I'm just sort of I'm wanting to encourage us all individually that to follow the promptings and not to be afraid because I mean what's the worst is they don't pick up or the worst is they say this is not a good time but at least you've tried yeah. do you know what I'm saying because we can sometimes get like we can be all like rah rah and yeah let's do it but then how and I'm yeah. I'm really feeling I'm feeling the challenge of my own heart but for our girls and for our churches is for us to put legs on our faith. Yeah. You know, how do we get legs on faith? Like when I was talking to the college students um, earlier this morning, they asked in a really big global church, how do you um, keep care personal? How do you have, and it's, well, obviously there's thousands of people who can't do it. <clears throat> but when the Holy Spirit prompts you yes. with concern, it's so follow important. it. Like learn to follow it straight away because my nature, my personality, Margie, is um, I don't want to be intrusive. Like how yeah. weird that I'm doing this right now. <laughs> and I'm doing it with boldness, people. But my personality is I don't want to encroach. But I think we have to grow to a place where time is urgent. 
Yeah. And people need to hear the voice of God. And if they if they don't, if they push it away or reject it, well, then so be it. We just always yeah. do, do it with grace. But I guess I want to encourage our sisterhood and those listening. Listen, if God prompts you with just even yeah. the slightest little idea sometimes, it's like maybe the Holy Spirit really speaking to you, like follow through, yeah, absolutely definitely. follow through. Um, is, is I, I wanted someone. No one was bold enough to intrude on me when I was a young person. And England is very kind of mind your own business. Yeah, mind your own business. It's not wow. It is, you know, and a stiff upper lip. Um, keep it to yourself. Get on with it. It's scary. Yeah. And so nobody was <clears throat> how I was. And when I met Jesus, I was like, I am. I are <coughs> and wisdom because mm -hmm. I want to be that person that I didn't have to someone else. I want to be able to go there. And, you know, I think if people know you love them, if you, you know, if you ask any of the students, I was really bold in college, um, but they know I love them. You know, I was a trained drug yeah. counselor in the UK. I used to work on the streets with drug dealers. And, you know, some of them are in prison, but they'll tell you, Margaret Hunt loves you. And boldness does that. Amen. Amen. Connects with love in a okay. way. So, so, I mean, it's obvious, but how do you get bolder? Just, um, just I think by just doing it, I think you just have to do it the first time. And I had a revelation that if I'm rejected, because I had a big fear of rejection before I was a Christian, yeah. Um, yeah. they're not rejecting me, they're rejecting Jesus, because that's all I have to offer. I don't have anything to offer in me. I'm yeah. not either lives, but Christ that lives in me. So they're not rejecting me. And this freedom in that is like, oh, well, and when I stand before God, and we all will, um, yeah. I can say I had a go. I try. Yeah. To, my job isn't for them to respond. My job is to be present and to have a go. And to do it with grace, you know, because there'll be people yeah. who are so super religious and so like shove it oh. down people's throats and be and, and, and not respect the space. You know, yeah. like um, I've often heard people say, you know, we've got to earn a place into people's lives to speak into people's lives. But I want to be present, you know, like, um, I mean, I've told this story at Women many times, but a lot of years ago at the, the local shops, I went across from the office and I saw a woman sitting on the seat in the, in the mall, like bawling her eyes out. And I literally walked past her like three or four times because I was concerned. Like I was upset that she was upset, but I didn't have the courage. I didn't have the confidence and the boldness to intrude because I didn't want to, to intrude because I, you know, people say, well, like, shut off, you know, and I, I, I regret it to this day because I still have this memory. Yeah. But I know that now if I saw someone like that, I know I would have the confidence and the boldness and the grace, I think the grace, grace. to just go up and say, are you, are you okay? Like, can I help you in any way? I and think I, think we're, I think, you know, big picture, you know, the future and all that, um, you know, I've said this before, there's an aftermath coming. It's going to be felt yeah. in different ways. Um, not, not don't get scared, people, but, you know, People are going to be, I think, more raw and open to the kindness of God. Okay, if you could just um, really quickly, because we're, we're going to be done in two minutes, um, but if you could just, um, if there was someone listening on right now who is facing anxiety, turmoil, fear, and you could eyeball them, Margaret, would eyeball them, <laughs> what would you say to them? Prophesy life over them. I would tell you you are loved. You are so loved. I would tell you that love triumphs fear. Love triumphs. 
it triumphs fear. And I just encourage you right now, go find a Bible, go online, download it, Psalm 23 and verse 4 in the I love it. It says, Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, you will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely because you're near. How amazing is that? Beautiful. Promise and of God. That's what works. You know, there are people, but the word is eternal. And, you know, when we pray and stay in the grace of God, it's a lie. It works. Margaret, thank you. You're Love gonna you. have a beautiful day. You're a kind heart, a kind soul. And I'm praying that you're gonna have some beautiful God encounters today of an unusual kind. Amen. And you amazing woman of God. I love you. Okay, all right. I'm gonna say goodbye. I'll Bye. see you and then I'm just gonna say goodbye to the girls, okay? Bye. <clears throat> Amen. Such gold from them, hey? So put your hands together and say thank you, Kitty and Margaret. And I really pray that there's been some some gold in there for you. We've just touched on something. And again, I just want to echo when you're praying. You think, well, how? Just pray and pray and pray and pray until a burden lifts. lifts. If you're burdened, just pray and pray and pray till the burden lifts. Pray until you can stand again. Pray until you can press on. And... Um, and I love it. And, you know, um, Cass sent me a beautiful quote. It's um, from um, N.T. Raj, and it says, when we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, then somehow God is praying within us for the pain around us. And, again, I can't encourage us enough, girls, my darlings, for us to be fine-tuning and growing in our relationship with the Spirit of God so that we can be all that we need to be in Jesus' name, okay? Thanks for staying on, darling girls. I love you. And you're going to have a great day in Jesus' name. Again, we've got prayer meeting tonight, mega prayer meeting, and there's been such highlights. And uh, don't be afraid to, to lock in and say your amen online. And what else? Um, Sisterhood next week, um, just stay posted. More than likely, it'll be like this, but it could look a tiny bit different for one week. So we'll just wait and see, okay? So in Jesus' name, be blessed. Be blessed, be blessed. I love you. Take care. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.